Hello and welcome to North of 48. It is December the 7th, soon to be December the 8th. It's minus 9 Celsius where I am right now. Last night it was minus 30. The night before we had winds of minus 40 to minus 50 Celsius, even in Fahrenheit. It's extremely cold since minus 40 Celsius is the same as minus 40 Fahrenheit. So she's been cold, but we're warming up. Daytime temperatures today were minus 3. So yay, and the roads are slick, and of course they're going to freeze overnight. But let's talk about some world events. The one that really, really uh, piqued my interest was that Germany arrests 25 accused of plotting a coup. 25 people were arrested in raids across Germany on suspicion of plotting to overthrow the government. The information I'm, I'm getting is from uh, BBC News. Are they a legit news organization? They used to be very fine. However, nowadays, uh, but I think this is true. So a man named Henrik XIII from an old aristocratic family is alleged to have been central to the plans. The group of far-right and ex-military figures are said to have prepared for a day X to storm the Reichstag Parliament building and seize power. According to federal prosecutors, Henrik is one of two alleged ringleaders among those arrested across 11 German states. The plotters are said to include members of the Reichsburger Citizens of the Reich movement, which has been in the sights of German police over violent attacks and racist and anti-Semitic conspiracy theories. They also refuse to recognize the modern German state. But other suspects came from a QAnon movement, surprise, who believe their country is in the hands of a mythical deep state involving secret powers pulling the political strings. News for you. They're probably right. Eh, maybe, probably not. Anyways, Interior Minister Nancy Faser assured Germans that authorities would respond with the full force of the law against the enemies of democracy. So, uh, some time ago, there was a KSK guy arrested. And... Is a so it's a KSK is a company of German troopers I I would think but not real army was disbanded a few years ago because of pervasive far right extremism 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 so the far rights are moving on so this group that was arrested posts in support of the sovereign citizens movement which at its heart, believes they are immune from government rules. Much like in Canada, we have what we someone we call the Queen, Sovereign Queen. She doesn't believe that the rules of Canada affect her or the people who support her. Ultimately, this group has co-opted a range of conspiracy beliefs that push the idea evil cabals are looking to control our lives and they've got to overthrow them. Now, they're not wrong on that. I think there are some corporations that are quite frankly, evil or evil core, but, or the people, the people who are getting the money from it, they don't care about anything else. So evil is a part of life. If you want to call that evil, other people would say that's just capitalism. Some people would say that's making a profit, but it sounds like a pretty outlandish plot to the average person. We've had warnings before about 
action linked to online disinformation and hate before. Anti-vaccine violence and the riots at the Capitol in the U.S., the truckers' convoy. But this is a reminder that even as the pandemic eases in some parts of the world, its conspiracy legacy remains and can embolden little-known fringe groups to take action in the real world. An estimated 50 men and women are said to have been part of this group, which plotted to overthrow the Republic and replace it with a new state modeled on the Germany of 1871. Remember 1871 Germany? Good times. It was an empire called the Second Reich. Not the Third Reich, but the second one, the one that came before the third one. We don't yet have a name for this group, said a spokeswoman for the Federal Prosecutor's Office. The Interior Minister said it was apparently made up of an organization council and a military arm. On Wednesday, last Wednesday, Don Raids are described as one of the biggest anti-extremism operations in modern German history. 3,000 officers took part in 150 operations in 11 of Germany's 16 states, with two people arrested in Austria and Italy. Almost half of the arrests took place in southern states of Baden-Württemberg and Bavaria. More than one in five Reichsberger are thought to be based in the southwestern state of Baden-Württemberg alone. The Justice Minister Marco Bushman tweeted that a suspected arm attack on constitutional bodies was planned and said that the investigation would peer into the abyss of a terrorist threat from the Reichsberger scene. So who are the Reichsberger? Well, they're citizens of the Reich, they say, and they reject Germany's modern democracy and refuse to pay taxes. Once seen as harmless cranks, they are very active and pose a high level of danger, says the BFV intelligence chief Thomas Haldenweg. Last year, they numbered some 21,000, but they have since grown significantly. 10% are thought to be violent, and anti-Semitic and conspiracy theories are widespread. They've been trying to plot a violent coup since November of 2021, and members of its council had since held regular meetings. They established plans to rule Germany with departments covering health, justice, and foreign affairs, the prosecutor said. Members understood they could only realize their goals by military means and violence against state representatives, which included carrying out killings. Investigators are thought to have got wind of the group when they uncovered a kidnap plot last April involving a gang who called themselves United Patriots. They were also part of the Reichsberger scene and allegedly planned to abduct Health Minister Karl Lauterbach while also creating civil war conditions to bring about an end to Germany's democracy. A former far-right AFD member of the lower house of parliament, the Bundestag, is suspected of being part of the plot and being lined up as the group's justice minister. Bridget Malsack winken man, who was among the 25 people arrested, returned to her role as a judge last year, and a court has since turned down attempts to dislodge her. Prominent lawyer was penciled in to handle the group's foreign affairs with 71-year-old Henrik XIII as leader. The public prosecutor, General Peter Frank, said Henrik was among the suspects 
whom investigating judges had asked to be held in custody. Henrik styles himself as a prince and comes from an old and noble family known as the House of Rios, not Rus, but Rios, which ruled over parts of the modern eastern state of Thuringia until 1918. Descendants still own a few castles, and Heinrich himself is said to have a hunting lodge at Bad Lomenstein in Thuringia. The rest of the family have distanced themselves from the minor aristocrat, with one spokesman telling local broadcaster MDR during the summer that Heinrich was at times confused, a man who had fallen for misconceptions fueled by conspiracy theories. As well as the shadow government, the plotters allegedly had plans for a military arm run by a second ringleader identified as Rutger von P. This group is made up of active and former members of the military, officials believe, and excluded ex or excluded and included ex elite soldiers from special units. The military arm was to the aim of the military arm was to eliminate democratic bodies at local level, prosecutors said. Rut- Rutger von P is suspected of trying to recruit police officers in northern Germany and ha- of having an eye on, on army barracks too. These bases were all inspected for possible use after the government was overthrown, officials said. One of those under investigation had been a member of the special commando forces and police searched his home and his room at the Graf Zeppelin military base. The Germans have such great command of the language and the way they came up with stuff. Zeppelin, Graf. Anyways, another suspect has been identified as Vitaly B., a Russian woman, a Russian woman, who was asked to approach Moscow on Heinrich's behalf. The Russian embassy in Berlin said in a statement it did not maintain contacts with reps, representatives of terrorist groups and other illegal entities. Several violent attacks have been linked to Germany's far right in recent years. In 2020, a 43-year-old man shot dead nine people of foreign origin in the western town of Hanau. And a Reichsberger member was jailed for killing a policeman in 2016. The movement is estimated to have as many as 21,000 followers, of whom around 5% are considered to belong to the extreme right. Now, if I remember right, somebody else tried this. Uh, Who was it? It was 1924, and it was Hitler. He was arrested after the beer hall push. And... uh, went on to do glorious things after, I guess, but it was a sign of things to come. Uh, it's interesting to note the New York Times wrote um, that after Hitler's arrest for the beer hall push, he was likely to retire from politics. Well, we know that did not happen. And going back to another big headline they had, was the fact that, uh, so what did they say? They said, um, New York Times says, Ukrainian attacks deep inside Russia escalating the war. Now, hold my beer here. Escalating the war. They were, they bombed some couple of airfields where the Russians were taking off to um, shoot their cruise missiles at the city. Um, They were ingenious. They did a special... um, makeover on an old Soviet drone that had a thousand kilometer um, 
mileage or they could go up to a thousand kilometers and they hit two airfields and New York Times is saying they're escalating it. I think the escalation came when the uh, Russians started firing 80 missiles into uh, willy-nilly into Ukraine. And I did not hear anything in the media today about this being the anniversary of Pearl Harbor. It seems to be forgotten. I, w- I would think there would be more out there. There's baseball signings. There's um, Zelensky being um, person of the year, and rightly so. He is. He helped save his country so far. Um, World Cup. But what happened to the Pearl Harbor? Doesn't seem to be any reference. And precious little was found in a Google search 81 years ago. And it was the incident that helped push America into World War II. So let's talk a little bit about the 288th day of the Russian invasion into Ukraine and the theater of war. It is a theater, isn't it? Vladimir Putin has admitted Russia's war in Ukraine could turn into a long-term process as he sought to defend an invasion in which Russian troops have been forced to retreat and even air bases deep inside Russia have come under attack. So according to the Defense Intelligence, Intelligence Update of December 7th, update on Ukraine, Russia has recently started extending defensive positions along its international border with Ukraine and deep inside the Belgorod region. On the 6th of December, the governor of Belgorod announced he was establishing local self-defense unit. Trench digging has been reported in Belgorod since at least April of 2022, but new constructions are probably more elaborate systems designed to rebuff mechanized assault, tanks and that. There is a realistic possibility that the Russian authorities are promoting defensive preparations within internationally recognized Russian territory to burnish patriotic feeling. However, it probably illustrates some Russian decisions decision-makers' genuine but false belief that there is a credible threat of invasion of Russia by Ukrainian forces. Strategic assessment is one of the critical weaknesses in the central Russian government architecture, as highlighted by Russia's original decision to invade Ukraine. Impartial official analysis is almost certainly frequently undermined by a tendency toward groupthink and politically Obedient conclusions. Today also marks the 28th anniversary of the Budapest Memorandum, where Ukraine offered to give up its nuclear uh, bombers, uh, missiles, etc., to Russia and Britain, Russia, and the United States signed that they would protect Ukraine. From this, 19 years later, Russia is now waging war. To mark the anniversary of this agreement, today Russia launched a new wave of missile attacks against Ukraine. Now that's being sarcastic, but agreements must be honored. However, this did not. Now in 1989, um, there were gentle revolutions, as they call it, uh, such as solidarity in Poland and the Velvet Revolution in Czechoslovakia that brought down communist regimes. Um, And that was, uh, while Gorbachev was trying to make a kinder, gentler communism, Glasnost, perestroika, and reconstruction. So they decided to to be free of the uh, Russian yoke. Ukraine, the Soviet Union's second largest republic, lacked a unified national opposition. Yet, on December 1st, 1991, more than 90% of Ukrainians voted in support of independence. Boris Yeltsin, who was um, 
president at the time. He had been elected president of Russia in June, and had stopped the tank and the warmongers from taking over the government. He, he had assumed that even if the USSR was dissolved, Ukraine would remain attached to Russia. When a Ukrainian journalist criticized his reluctance to let go of the republic, the Kremlin press secretary snapped, You don't want to live with Russia in a union? This is a communist legacy. For you? Then go. But return Crimea and Donbass to us. And it just seems to happen to justify his war of aggression against Ukraine. Now in its ninth month, Vladimir Putin has deployed the same rhetoric Yeltsin and his associates used then to argue that Ukraine was an invention of the Soviet Union. Unimaginable outside of Russia. Like all powerful propaganda, the claim rests on a grain of truth. Post-Soviet Ukraine was in many respects a product of decades of Soviet rule. From the Soviets, Ukraine inherited a state apparatus and structures spanning territories that prior to being incorporated into the Ukrainian Soviet Socialist Republic after World War II had been under different administrations, including at various points those of Poland, Lithuania, Austria, and Tsarist Russia. The Soviets brought into being an expensive state as much Soviet as it was Ukrainian, and a Ukrainian identity that reflected the new urban, multi-ethnic, and bilingual character of Soviet Ukraine's population. That identity was no longer defined in opposition to Russia as it had been in the age of romantic nationalism. Russia was seen as a friendly older sibling further along down the path to communism. This information comes from a Michael McFall who's a prolific twi tweeter or twitterer but he's not wrong. For 200 years Ukrainians have responded to their shifting circumstances by creating narratives about their past. Over the course of the 20th century they declared independence five Five times, 1918 in Lviv and Kiev, in Transcarpathia in 1939, again in Lviv in 1941 and Kiev in 1991. Each time they needed not only to recreate a Ukrainian state, but also to redefine a Ukrainian nation. What the nation should look like was by no means self-evident. 19th century Ukrainian nationalists, for instance, had disagreed about what made Ukrainians distinctive and whether Poles or Russians posed a greater threat to Ukrainian identity. Among Ruthenians alone, there were no fewer than five different orientations. During World War II, some Ukrainians put their faith in Nazi Germany while others reckon their chances of achieving some form of statehood would be higher under Soviet rule. New divisions surfaced after 1991 between Eastern Ukrainians who remained attached to post-Soviet Russia and Western Ukrainians who looked to the West rather than to Moscow. The Russo-Ukrainian War is the latest bloody stage both in the Soviet Empire's unfinished collapse and this long history of Ukrainian nationalism. Now, while the Ukrainians' long-range strikes on Russian airfields have created panic amongst Kremlin propagandists, they've brought up conspiracies that there's U.S. involvement, uh, claiming that the U.S. helped modernize Soviet-era drones into kamikaze drones or guided cruise missiles. Well, here's the thing. Kiev, or Ukraine, is striking fixed targets. Hence, the U.S. intelligence support is not necessary in Anthony Blinken's statement that the U.S. had no role is realistic. These are all fixed targets and you can observe them with commercial satellite photos. They don't need U.S. intelligence support for these strikes. Ukraine has reached out and, and raided more facilities of Moscow-backed Orthodox Church in three regions, Cherkasy, Voln, and Kherson Oblasts. 
um, counterintelligence security measures at the facilities of the Moscow Ukrainian Orthodox Church were raided. They have also de- Russians have deported more than 100 Luhansk children to Chechnya for patriotic education to raise them as murderers who would then kill Ukrainians, according to Euromaiden Press. It's quite the line. But taking children, that's one way to uh, ethnic... Um, genocide take the children out raise them as russians you know zelensky visited wounded ukrainian soldiers in a hospital in the kharkiv uh region it's very good and putin got into a mercedes and drove across the kirk's bridge in crimea proving that the bridge works it better work if putin was was driving on it eh? and russia fired more than 70 cruise missile at targets across ukraine with a total value of missiles being 400 to 500 million dollars. You imagine the amount of money in this war. The U.S. Army is planning a dramatic artillery shell production uh, boost, its chief weapons buyer says. So I'm going to suggest to you that the war is it's not over so let's bring everything full circle is the right wing inherently bad um growing up conservatives were a fact of life in alberta peter lahid was a great uh, conservative uh, premier of alberta he was well well liked i think the present uh, premier of alberta was very right on the spectrum thinks he's a socialist and he was not he was a conservative and he conserved like you should do i'm having a problem with especially it's coming it seems to be coming from the right wing where okay we're going to set up a shadow government or a puppet government just like in the united states people trying to do that in europe the right wing seems to be spreading and the left wing is 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 especially over ukraine is bent so far back they're kissing the ass of the guys on the right i'm really having a hard time seeing how i can have a different view to these guys or i can't see these guys as views i think ukraine did not deserve a war with Russia. I think Russia brought this on. I think Putin is to blame. It's simple as that. He's he's the one who gave the order to go. Well, if he was smart, he would say the or- give the order to stop. Say there's a lot of killing going on. We'll deal with this in another way. So as a, um, the left and right tankies, as they're called, are trying to say that Putin and Russia should save, save face. I don't think there's any face to save here. To save face was during the first week of the war. You know, you didn't take Kiev. You just say, okay, this was just a bluff and uh, just give you something to think about. That's saving face. There is no face saving here. In fact, this has caused... Well, there's a lot of money that's went into this war, a lot of war production. At the end of it, um, this world would be so full of missiles and cruise missiles and perhaps newer nuclear bombs and nuclear retaliatory missiles. Uh, It'll be ridiculous. That's what's what's happened here. And people saying that... uh, Oh, cut off the military supply to Ukraine. Well, then you have to ask yourself, does Ukraine have a right to be a country? In my view, they do. Poland, obviously, who who might have had more to say about Ukraine being a country, is in favor of Ukraine being a country. And they're, they're helping quite a bit. Like back in the, in, the, in the 40s in the Second World War, Ukraine and Poland did not get along that well. So it is just amazing how a right-wing government in Poland is supporting a Jewish president in Ukraine and the Ukrainian people. For that, I want to talk about tankies in the future, if you don't mind. Just something that's been on. I, I can't figure it out how these, some of these people, how they get their viewpoints. I don't get it. 
but I mean, that's the beauty of discovering, right? And so we'll discover together. We'll hear from a few tankies and, and see if we can parse what they're saying. In the meantime, you stay warm and take care. This has been North of 48. Bye. <laughs>